Welcome to the podcast of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta, where we are committed to changing lives with faith, hope, and love. We're so glad you are here. A second scripture lesson from the Gospel of Luke. Luke chapter 13, verses 31 to 35. Again, I invite you to listen for the word of the Lord. At that very hour, some Pharisees came and said to him, Get away from here, for Herod wants to kill you. He said to them, Go and tell that fox for me, Listen, I'm casting out demons and performing cures today and tomorrow, and on the third day I finish my work. Yet today, tomorrow, and the next day I must be on my way, because it is impossible for a prophet to be killed outside of Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often have I desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you were not willing. See, your house is left to you, and I tell you, you will not see me until the time comes when you say, Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the second scripture lesson, Jesus uses two animals as metaphors. We could call this passage from the Gospel of Luke the parable of the fox and the hen. Wise teachers are known for using animals in this way. Think of Aesop's fables with the tortoise in the hare. Or, or do you know the one about the, the frog and the scorpion? The scorpion and the frog is an animal fable which is said to have emerged in, in Russia in the early 20th century. In those days, powerful leaders made grand promises to common people they tried to forge a new partnership between the, the government and the working class, but like a scorpion riding on the back of a frog across a pond, eventually those powerful politicians who stood on the backs of the working people stung them in the back. I find myself frequently thinking not only about Russian folk tales, but about Russia in general, don't you? Or more precisely, I find myself frequently thinking about Ukrainians as another scorpion stings them in the back. When Chick Friend, dedicated member of our church choir, comes across something interesting on the internet, he often emails it to his friends. I was honored to receive a message last week. I don't think it was original to Chick, but uh, it's likely a, a message that's being sent all over the internet. Just, just a simple message. If you went to church this morning, maybe you felt uncomfortable because the pastor picked another hymn that you don't know the words to. Or maybe you went to Sunday school and your Sunday school teacher said something that you don't agree with. Or maybe they changed the bulletin again. Or maybe the, the sermon was boring. Whatever it was, just remember that today a group of Ukrainian Christians gathered underground and praised God together. 
I've been thinking about them a lot lately. The orphans evacuated on a 24-hour-long train ride and how their, how their caretakers reported that none of them complained. The children undergoing chemotherapy whose parents were, were terrified enough, but then they had to take shelter in a hospital basement until their doctors led a desperate run for the Polish border. Did you hear about them? And did you hear about how when some parents reached the Polish border, they were greeted by rows and rows of strollers left by Polish parents? There's still so much love in the world and so much resilience. Have you heard about the sunflower seed? When I hear stories like these, these stories about suffering children, compassionate adults, resilient and fearless women passing out seeds to Russian soldiers, I fear for those faraway people so much more deeply. The news becomes personal. Maybe it's something like being a mother hen. For compassion grows with proximity. Often the more you know, the more you care. Jesus described himself as a mother hen in our second scripture lesson. Looking over the city, he said, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. The city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often... How often have I desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings and you were not willing. That's how Jesus describes himself as a hen. What do you know about hens? I don't have much experience with chickens. Most of the chickens I've come into close contact with are already boneless, skinless, <laughs> wrapped in plastic. Except for when we lived in Decatur. When we lived in Decatur, it was first getting popular for city folks to raise chickens in their backyards. Have you heard about people in cities raising chickens in their backyard? They're doing it even here in Marietta. Our next door neighbor in Decatur had chickens and occasionally his chickens would jump his fence where they would be introduced to our three dogs. <laughs> Two of our three dogs would make short work of those chickens, but the, the third dog would just kind of ruffle the feathers, maybe break a wing. So I found one that our dog Ramona had, had just kind of maimed, huddled, injured under our car. I decided to try to put the thing out of its misery and in an attempt to wring its neck, I grabbed it by the head and swirled it around like this and when I laid it back down, it was just really uh, dizzy. It kind of just wobbled around. <laughs> I don't know much about chicken, so as I prepared this sermon, I had to research hens to understand exactly why Jesus would compare himself to one. Here's what I learned. Sitting on her nest, a mother hen carefully turns each of her eggs as often as 30 times a day. She uses her body, her feet, and her beak to move each one precisely to maintain the proper temperature during the three-week incubation period. Even before they are hatched, the embryonic chicks respond to the soothing sound the mother hen makes. 
Two or three days before the chicks are ready to hatch, they notify their mother with peeps from inside the egg. Once they are hatched, the mother hen will protect them under her wings. While she might run from a dog or a fox while on her own, protecting her chicks, she will stand her ground, sacrificing her life if need be. Jesus says that he longs to be like a hen to Jerusalem. Can you understand what he means? It's as though Jesus were saying, I am like a mother who gathers her children to the dinner table to hear how their days went. I'm like a grandmother who knits each grandchild a sweater and makes each stitch a kiss. I'm like a father who prays over his children as they sleep in their beds. I am like the grandfather who delights in his granddaughter as she plays volleyball. I long to hold them. I like to smell the top of their heads. I just want to hear their voices on the phone. If they'd make me a card for Valentine's Day, I'd treasure it more than all the chocolate in Belgium, and I'll peck the eyes out of anybody who would dare mess with them. <laughs> Yet they are not willing to be gathered by me. That's what Jesus says about Jerusalem. Jesus would love to gather the whole city up under his wings to protect them and to keep them warm, but they are not willing. Why? Was Jerusalem just full of teenagers? <laughs> no. They were not willing to be gathered because we cannot always tell the difference between hens and foxes. We cannot always tell a fox, sometimes not until it's too late. In our second scripture lesson we read, at that very hour some Pharisees came and said to Jesus, get away from here for Herod wants to kill you. Jesus said to them, go and tell that fox for me. Listen, I am casting out demons and performing cures today and tomorrow, and on the third day I, I finish my work. What does Jesus mean here? Why would Jesus call Herod a fox? For one thing, Jesus means to remind them that Herod eats chicks. Herod had already killed John the Baptist and had his head served on a platter. Herod kills all kinds of people, yet some believe that they can avoid his wrath by telling him what he wants to hear. Have you heard that about Putin? Have you heard that those who cross and meet their ends sooner or later? And that he so insulated himself that he's surrounded by what we would call yes-men. The great Old Testament scholar Dr. Walter Brueggemann calls this the royal consciousness. For once one has been in power for too long, he's so insulated from real people in real life that he gradually loses touch with reality. When that happens, rulers say things like, well, if they're hungry, let them eat cake. Even still, notice that these Pharisees believe they have 
found a way to live with the fox. Notice that they encouraged Jesus to keep his distance as though the fox could be mollified. That is no way to live. For once the fox is in the hen house, every chick will be eaten sooner or later. That's just the nature of a fox. Rest then under the wings of the Savior. You've heard about those Ukrainian Christians singing hymns and praying in Kiev just before the, their country was invaded. Their song was a prayer for their homeland, asking for salvation, mercy, forgiveness, and protection. This week I'm calling on you to join them in prayer. This week I call on you to practice and to be strengthened in your prayer life. Each week of uh, this season of Lent, our kids are being asked to learn about a different spiritual discipline. Last week, they learned about fasting. This week, it's prayer. How is your prayer life? Do you know how to pray? I knew a man once who only prayed in King James English. You know anybody like that? Prayer is a, a discipline in the sense that we must practice it. We've got to get good at it. Not that there's a right and a wrong way to do it, but the feeling that you get when you're called on to pray at the end of the meeting or right before the Thanksgiving meal is different from the feeling of finding a quiet place to rest under his wings and to allow the noise and anxiety of this world slip away for just a moment. A story that I love to tell is how I once broke out in hives and went to see a doctor. My doctor said, I could give you medicine, but what you really need to do is to learn how to relax. Yes, you must find a way to relax. You're a preacher, aren't you? Have you ever heard of prayer? <laughs> what is prayer? but resting for a moment to remember that there is a power governing this world far greater than the power of any fox. That while evil rears its ugly head throughout the course of human history, evil will never overcome what is good. That while the sound of bombs blasting and buildings crumbling terrorizes the face of the earth, once again, there is a voice calling out, reminding us that we are precious in his sight, that we are beloved, that the light still shines in the darkness and the darkness shall not overcome it, for hope springs forth like the rising sun. My friends... Anxious and afraid is exactly how the fox wants us. Why? Because that makes us easier to eat. Rest again under his wings in prayer and be renewed this day by the power of his love. Amen. This podcast is a ministry 
of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta. Come join us Sundays at 189 Church Street, Marietta, Georgia, or visit us online at fpcmarietta.org.